0: Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature.
1: And if you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, 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 to drunk account, drunk account, drunk junk drunk, to drunk account drunk account drunk accountant Yeah, levels are good. Yeah. Levels levels good. That was good. Just a soft intro. (laughs) Again this week. (laughs) Soft intro. Just work our way in. Working our way in. We're getting better at those. Yeah, getting better. Um, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And this is the Two Drunk Accountants. Yeah. It's good to have you with us. Coming at you for this intro from Friday morning, actually. Yeah, we recorded the rest of the podcast uh, yesterday. Our interview with uh, Guy Pearson of Practice Ignition fame. Yeah. Uh, and the outro we recorded yesterday, but the intro, yeah, it's all done live this morning.
0: Yeah, we were feeling real for the outro last night. We were, uh, we just had a good chat with Guy, so we thought let's. We're having. We were just digressing. Uh, digesting with each other mm. what we just talked about and learned. So, we're like, why don't we just record this now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and tomorrow morning, we'll, do, we'll lay down the intro. So, uh, that's where we're at.
1: Yeah, that's where we're at. Um, it,
0: was a, it was a good chat. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to people getting to hear a bit of insight into Guy's story. Um, he's a serial businessman. Yeah. And he yeah. has a passion. For um, business and and growing things and working towards his visions, so uh, yeah, he's definitely dedicated his life towards it at this stage. Whether uh, on whether he's he's extremely <laughs> meant to dedicate all of his time and effort towards that or not, I know he mentioned like looking back, he's ten years later. He's like, what what happened? Like, all my friends have wives and kids have <laughs> a <mortgage> now. So <laughs>
1: yeah, it, and it definitely it's a good look into you know the dedication that it takes to start. You know, as many things as he has, and um, yeah. and, and pursue this kind of thing, um, it's definitely worked out well for him. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good insight. He's got some great advice, it lessons he's learned along the way, and uh, yeah, we just thought it would be a great, uh, a great chat to um, share with everyone because yeah, well, everyone, everyone's starting their business and
0: yeah, I mean, like you'd say, he is a high level entrepreneur, and he's got an accounting background. Um, but it is so good for people to, to learn the way that he thinks and the way that he approaches business. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the big takeaways. I think, I don't know, it depends on the editing, Dan. Mm. There could be a couple of versions of the interview to come
1: out because we ended up talking to him for about an hour. Yeah, yeah. We we, we might we <laughs> might cut it down a little bit yeah. and uh, and maybe release the full interview at a later point. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. It was a great chat and I'm looking forward to everyone to have a listen. Before we get into that, yes. Tim, what is the Tim and Danlo? Dan-lo. Ah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was impromptu and everything. <laughs> no, unplanned, completely unplanned. That was great, uh, uh, Tim. What's the Tim and Danlo this week?
0: Um, yeah, so I believe we have a joint Danlo this week, Dan. Okay, it's got to do with gaming. I know you love playing games. Yeah, sure. But this is a bit more realistic.
1: Mm. A bit more virtual, virtual, virtual realistic. reality. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, we we got to play around with a VR rig. Yeah, earlier in the week. No, we did. I and uh, that was amazing. Uh, I I had a direct line into the Oasis, and <laughs> I was finding Halliday's egg. <laughs> If you're not sure what the
0: hell Dan's talking about, that's Ready Player One, which was an amazing book. Great book. Recently turned
1: into a movie. Yeah, great book. I recommend that book for everyone. Uh, But no, this was great. We were, were, you know, strapped in around the legs and waist into this harness. uh, Yeah. And you put virtual reality goggles on that kind of, you know, speakers go over your ears. So you can't see anything but what's on the screen. Like there's what's there's in- no peripherals. There's no peripherals. The, there's no you can, you can't tell what you're looking at other than your virtual reality world. Yeah. And uh, as you turn around, you kind of turn in this rig and, and you're wearing these special <laughs> shoes that make you able to run in the rig. Yeah. At the, the so, you actually, so, to move, you actually have to run with your legs. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting exercise whilst playing a shoot-em-up game. Yeah. It <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, I think one of my favorite parts was being in uh, Rick and Morty's, oh. uh, th- that game and being in Rick's garage. Rick's and just garage. Playing with all of his experiments. And, so uh, cool. You know, Rick standing in front of you going, Cold <laughs> Marty, Cold Morty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it was awesome. Um,
0: so, yeah, shout out has to go to the guy who
1: made that possible. Yes. And this is, uh, you know, potentially a, a future podcast mm, guest uh he's definitely. a bit of an expertise ex, uh, expert in the uh, it field it rockstar it rockstar and uh yeah i think it'd be great to have uh to have this particular person on to uh you know uh, let everyone know you know what it you actually need in your business these days what's the role of it in your business and um well, we've been talking to him about that this week, actually,
0: and the way he sees IT is more of a strategic business unit rather than part of the overhead yeah. um, in, in your business, Yeah. which I, is awesome. I, I love that. I think he's 100% right, too. Oh, absolutely. And he reminds me a lot of the guy that we interviewed last night as well. He guy. does.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. He reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Guy, actually. He's a bit of a, an entrepreneur. Yeah. An entrepreneur 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 uh yeah he's definitely so so this is uh this is leon leon Leon. black leon black leon black so shout out to leon from inspired Techs. yes
0: so yeah um so yeah the virtual reality world that was awesome that was so cool so that's got to be the dan low yeah
1: i agree i agree uh business update tim i've got a couple uh Not too in-depth. The first one is uh, if you had to listen to our episode, I think it might have been episode three on the budget update, Mm. uh, you can pretty much just disregard everything we said. (laughs) So, what's happened is the the government have decided to backtrack on their tax cuts for big businesses and change some of their information and, and plans for small businesses. And uh, really, we've just got to watch this space to see what happens. And I, I know there's a few rumors, you know, uh, about the place in regards to what they're actually planning. I think you might have a bit more information on that, Tim. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I just keep getting emails through from different bodies. Um, yeah. So, small businesses, it sounds like they, they might even actually benefit from this. Yeah. They might get tax cuts earlier. If you remember... The tax cuts were meant to come through around like twenty twenty four or something like yeah. that, <laughs> down to twenty five percent tax rate yeah. for small business. Um, so, so yeah, there's there's murmurs around that. Big business is 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 losing their tax cut. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see what that means for the levy on banks.
1: Yeah, I'd assume it would be sticking around. Um, there's no real talk
0: I've heard at this stage about the personal tax changes. No and even the changes to the uh, help debt repayment amounts have yeah, been they're different to the way they announced them originally.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're pretty much I think I think we're going to have to do a uh, a mid-year budget update update yeah, to yeah. to let everyone know what actually went ahead and and, and what's yeah. looking like, you know, is going to become law in the next 6 months.
0: Yeah, it's crazy and it's just politics because there's something in the water in Canberra. that just everyone Everyone's just eating each other up and stabbing each other in the back and, like, wanting to be the leader of the party and then not make any decisions. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> that's right. If you are in Canberra and listening to this, get your act together. Yeah, get your act. We're putting a poll together. All right. 100% of people <laughs> in this room want you to get your act together. <laughs> the so. two drunk accountants are going to run for,
0: run for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, if you, want, if you want to run under our name... Get in contact with us. Yeah. We're going to put some candidates up yeah. in many local... We're going to start gra- uh, grassroots, yeah. get in touch with the local councils, and yeah. then, you know, state, federal, prime minister.
0: Interestingly, we are also accepting um, applications for an editor role, a co-host role, <laughs> uh, and a Dan role. <laughs> <laughs> so, get your names in, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy to happy to uh, pr- browse through your submissions.
1: Yeah, no, get your submissions in... Uh, what I'm really looking for is to someone that just kind of turns up on the day, puts no real effort in, and uh you know, just is a wet blanket. So if, if you feel like you wet blanket. If you feel like you uh meet all those criteria, get in touch. Um just get in touch. I've never been called a wet blanket before. That's that's brutal. I've uh, caught if you listen to the episode where it's just me, I definitely called you a wet blanket uh. doing that. This is a recurring theme. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's probably our business update. Oh, the other business update is uh, if if you're lodging monthly um, IASs for your wages, uh, these are due on the 21st of this month. Yeah. So, for August, that is. So, uh, get those in and paid. Mm. So, what do you reckon, Dan? Should we get into this diddly dang interview? Yeah, let's dive in. Head first. Diddly ding dang squat. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. I hope everyone enjoys it and we will see you. At the end.
0: Also, it's grand final day. We'll post an update on the uh,
1: victor of this week's grand final. Oh. that pong date. Oh, yes, we will. All right. <laughs> See you guys soon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. um, we hit uh, cash flow break even in July and like every good startup, we promptly... Uh, it was on the back of like large and accountants liking annual plans just to get the tax deduction last year um, and that's obviously our core market to start with so we get a big cash lump usually comes in in july yeah, yeah, the yeah first thing the first thing that we did is we went back on burn so we um uh we decided that we were going to hire more people to improve um you know, customer experience and grow the company yeah. more yeah. um we raised uh oh, we raised a series a closed last may so may 2017 yeah um we ended up with a let's call it a party round um, uh, we've got amazing investors in the company but one thing I'll say is that you know having four VCs one round, it's not so much that they're necessarily that hard to deal with but they all have lawyers yeah. um, and so you've got everyone vying for a preferential treatment position and um, one thing that we were looking Lucky is we were oversubscribed, and I actually really liked all the funds. And so, and they weren't, I thought they could all help us grow to the next level, which they have. Um, and so, what we did, right. or what I did, was like, we, we need you to reduce the size of your check so we don't have the mass dilution. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, if we take all your money, yeah. um, um, anyone who doesn't want to reduce the check is automatically out. Because we, oh. we can, right, <laughs> right, and 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 didn't quite say it in those terms, but that was sort of the underlying tone. Yeah, because I asked them all on a group email to reduce what they wanted to put in by twenty percent. Wow. Um, yeah. Now uh, the the fact that they all came to the party, like they, you know, they all sort of like you know double taked, and um, they're sort of like you know, we'd like to more in. no, that's just not not going to work. Um, yeah. They're all really good about it, and it's been uh, you know. They all have analysts, they all have people who can help, they all have connections. So it's been, it's been great off the back of that. Um, but historically, um, you know, advice on capital raising. I was an accountant starting a software company. Yeah. Uh, I, cannot, I cannot code. I'm sure <laughs> I'm not, I can code bank statements. But I've got that skill. Yeah, but that's um, one of my questions. Uh, like, yeah. So,
0: so you <laughs> a lot of good people around you who know what they're doing um, in terms of the development. Of the software
2: is that is that how I, I do now. So basically, I had um I had a lot of good mentors in terms of planning, hmm. uh, in terms of what we wanted to build, building what they call product specs and design specs and things like that, and logos and branding and that sort of thing. Yeah. When it came to writing the code, um, one of our now shareholders was our original contract um, oh. developer, and um, we had two guys, uh, which basically myself and another investor funded uh, the genesis or the V one of Product um Well, they call it like Alpha. You know, the really rigid, now ugly looking back, but at the time it looked fine, you know, uh, platform. Um, and it was basically the thing that I learned is that I may be a, uh, and you guys may say yes or no, but I think I understand the accounting industry a little bit, particularly mm-hmm. as it comes to accounting and tech. Yep. Uh, the one thing that I learned the hard way is that not everyone thinks the same way that I do. Uh, yeah. So, we built a system that was a V1, and yeah, you probably heard of Minimum Viable Product or MVP. It's like yeah. you have to build something. You've got restraints, uh costs, dollars, time, but you have yeah. to pick what you're not going to do. Yeah. So we delivered something. A um, few people started using it. Uh, this is 2012, 2013. We sort of turned on the paid version of it. Okay. Um, but the reality is um, that you know, I built it as if. Everyone was going kind to of run the phone, kind of like what Interactive did. Yeah. So it's incredibly sort of rigid, and the reality is the first thing accountants want is flexibility. Mm. Uh, what we're trying to build and what we have built is a structured data set. So the reason why accountants have no idea how the business runs is because they do everything in Word because it's flexible, then put it into a PDF, which is an image, and then have to the sign. Yeah. It doesn't drive anything because it's not structured. If you don't have structure, you can't have scale and efficiency. Yeah, right yeah. It's the same reason you have systemized chart of accounts for clients who are in the same industry. So you can benchmark and all the other reasons, so yeah. it's that that sort yeah. of style of a you know, problem we're trying to solve there. And yeah. so, you know, getting off the ground, paying developers which are not uh, cheap, uh, doing development in Australia, um, you know, trying to get runs on the board, trying to solve accountants. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have realised when they've thought about doing the consulting um, like, hey, we got this cloud thing, we can probably help the other accountants do it. Is that accountants don't like paying for things. Um, <laughs> as I'm sure you've probably realized by the fit outs of certain offices that you've been in that are accounting firms, and then you walk into a law firm and it's like, Holy shit, this is you know? but, um, it's just their you know, it's just their mandate, right? And that's great. Um, yeah, what it means is that they're really loyal customers once you get on board. But sometimes yeah. they're incredibly hard to sell to so and they want everything perfect before they, they do things. So they're risk averse um yeah, risk averse and so, conservative definitely so we've kind of been you know and you know they used to tell me that cloud wasn't going to be a thing and yeah in the meantime my <laughs> accounting firm was in yeah we don't fill out the form but it was top 100 so it was, yeah yeah, years, uh, yeah. Like, wow so, so it does work it has worked and yeah. it could work for you absolutely um, And it's very funny like some of the conversations for the years uh you know, guy, you wouldn't understand what it takes to run a practice that's our size. <laughs> and I'm like, how big is your family? Like two point seven million dollars turnover, and I'm like, cool. How long did it take you guys to grow that? And I'm like, oh, you know, twenty five years of solid growth. Like, oh, that's great. that's it's commendable. Um, you know that I run a mechanics, firm before I ran this, right? And you're like, oh, no, and I'm like, how big? How big is your family? So, well, after four years when I left, it was almost the same size as yours yeah. and yeah you know, all of a sudden they shut up right and <laughs> it's not an ego thing it's more i don't like being talked down to um, yeah. so, and, and uh,
0: that happens in accounting in the industry yeah it's all about yeah. how many years have you got on the clock and
2: and yeah what's your turnover basically it's yeah, it's yeah. and then you know, and that's not something we bring up right like typically i would talk about that journey it's it's sort of like this is what you don't do yeah um, so growing the accounting firm was painful uh, it was an amazing learning experience and Software company was almost the same. Um, the biggest thing that I would suggest if you're building a software company is with a technical co-founder. Yeah. Um, technical it, it, uh, Dane, who's my co-founder, yeah. uh, you know, uh, was not at the company at the beginning, um, right. but yeah, he has acted like one since then. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, everything awesome to work for. And with, so Dane's great. Um, but if you can get someone in the early days, and particularly someone who doesn't need to be paid full 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 tick full yeah. market price. Um then what you end up with is a much longer runway to deliver something of value um, yeah. rather than having to pay for it. So I was on the road raising capital, trying to pitch you know, venture capital firms who really don't like the accounting industry so they don't think it's sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even despite, you know, zero success and everything else, back, this is back 2013, 14, 15. Yeah. yeah, I was on the road kind of like for three to six months of a year trying to find people who would give us our next year's worth of investment. Wow. Um, we had a whole bunch of angels from mostly accountants and, some tech folks that I knew back was in the early days and yeah. incredibly thankful for that. Um, and sort of one of the changing moments was when uh, Craig Winkler jumped on board. So I'd met him at a Zerocon, he'd heard me talk, um, it was 2013 and then at the end of the, the beginning of 2014 we'd done a little round and uh, he, after telling me he wasn't going to invest, I got a phone call from his investment manager who nearly appointed asking us if I still was interested in capital. Yeah. Um, off the back of that, they, you know, Craig joined and you know, very much gave us the kick on the butt in terms of us actually being able to build a business. Um, yeah, so that's wow. off to him. He is amazing. He's one of the most humble, humble guys in the world. So if you find an industry expert who happens to be, you know, an investor. It's yeah. one of the best investments, yeah, investors to get on board early. Mm. Um, in Craig's case, it opened a lot of doors in terms of people weren't so much worried about, um, uh, uh, whether or not we knew the industry, like they were yeah, like, okay, no. accounting, accounting, stalwart, tick. You yeah, know, we've got that on board. It gave, so it gave you instant trust uh, and Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wouldn't say instant, but like it definitely opened the doors. elsewhere yeah. because they're like, okay, we don't need to, you know, validate that this will work in the accounting market. That's that's what Craig's done. So mm-hmm. yeah, huge hats off to him. Um, the other things is always try and uh, so first thing, have a foundation agreement with your. Start the company with a co-founder. Yeah, um, it just means things are a lot less messy. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, simple mandates have the shares vest monthly over four years, mm. and it might just be you know you're in charge of product, product delivery, uh, blah blah blah. Um, you know what those things are, and I'm in charge of business, business development. And if anyone leaves the company for any reason, unless it's something that's tragic where you don't want to, like say you're not doing work, like as I said, spouse dies or something like that, like yeah. something really tragic. Yeah, have like an exception. Course where you're allowed to write, you know, throw it out like being the other party. Yeah. But otherwise, it's if they leave, they get their entitlement to the shares that, um, you know, that they put in place. But if they do leave early on, then you're not being the other founder, you're not sort of um, hamstrung by that, not carrying a 50% shareholder who, you know, yeah. has no interest, you know, just wants to basically get a free ride. Yeah. Like, yeah to hope- have that in place. Um, agreement is really important, which dictates how the companies run, spend some money on that. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, when you do raise capital, try and raise as much as possible early on. And, and mm-hmm. if you can, you know, do it on a convertible note, uh, it's a lot more common these days. There's a lot mm-hmm. more fun to do it because yep. you don't know how much the business is worth early on. Yep. Um, yeah, true. you don't know what your traction is going to be. It should still give you the runway that you need and good investors will want you to retain as much of the company as possible. At the beginning now convertible notes weren't common at all in australia Everyone did price rounds when when they were kicking off so make most of that um and try and get a institutional investor on whenever you do a decent raise so angels would be how you start which is probably you know sub 500k Mm. and that's maybe a convertible note might be a price round if its family and friends but that's first institutional raise. try and get someone who buys into the company's vision try and find someone who will give you enough money for at least two years runway. yeah Um, yeah. the one thing that i've noticed is we had to push to get more capital in in the last round and really had to try and work and make it happen and not screw ourselves over with dilution um Mm -hmm. the big upside of that was uh you know we made it to our goals if we hadn't done it it's unlikely that we would probably have been raising again and diluting again so we're able to build better enterprise value um Experiment on your channels uh, you really just need two or three really good go-to-market strategies you are building software startups. So, yeah. you know, you guys will see us at events. We do that reasonably yeah. well um, You know webinars we do that reasonably well uh, And a third one is just generally, you know, uh, good relationships with the uh, people we go to market with and co-marketing with other apps Yeah, and, and that's at least the customers and For yeah, you know, we want to build a sense of community um, So that that kind of strains through and get a lot of referrals uh, which we're thankful for from Yeah, you know, but also like existing customers which is great yeah. to their peers. Um, I'm not sure, like I know we're running out of time, but what else, uh, what else can I answer or share I with mean, you guys? You've covered it. I mean, that's the amazing thing. I is, feel like I've just you, been talking. Well, <laughs> no, we've been I, listening. Think,
0: I think what's happened is you've blown our minds really <laughs> with the journey <laughs> and also um, how detailed the journey has been for, for practice ignition, um, for example, with raising funds, investors and and so many moving parts there, um, but that is not, I guess, the typical small business journey. So, if taking yeah. a step back, what are the what are the some of the basic learnings through your time building up the accounting business and, and building? I yeah. mean, even practice the the, the fintech uh, the mm-hmm. companies that you, you've built.
1: What are the learnings that you've taken from that, even just like with dealing with people or setbacks? Yeah, some of the things that I was able to pick up through from everything that you've just said and seem to be fairly common threads the whole way through is, you know, turning failures into opportunities or, um, you know, clearly having a vision or a passion and something that you're targeting or um, something that we spoke with Trent about a few weeks ago, you know, finding the people around you who know. And the wizards, you know, finding the people around you who know more than you do about the specific areas. Um, I mean, th- they're definitely common things we see, not with just, you know, your
2: story, but with most people's business. Yeah. So, so I think uh, first things first, have a mentor. It doesn't matter what kind of business it is. Yeah. Seek out the people that you respect and, and even better, get one from your industry and get two who are not in the industry. Yeah. Uh, the reason being is because, so if you take accounting as an example, I had the uh, now chairman of Explanet, which is the largest exhibition hire company in the country, and I had the former MD of Johnson and Johnson, and then I had my old boss, who was an accountant, right? So, um, when I was kicking off the accounting firm, I would go and pitch to fairly regularly to, and I say pitch, like explain what I thought the business was going to be, how it was going to work, to those two guys who are not accountants, who would be potential clients, right? And they were both successful yeah. wealthy you know like there would be amazing accounting clients for start up accounting yeah, firms yeah. just trying to get revenue through the door right yeah and the biggest thing they joined into me was usp so what is your your unique selling proposition yeah. why are you different from the guy down the road so yeah. i'd say that having people who will call you on your bullshit and really drill you on who are you and what are you doing so you can yeah. get your unique selling proposition down is, is amazing yeah the second um make sure you understand your business model Mm, yeah right have a hypothesis running in so there's a yeah. thing called the lean canvas mm. um, use that and watch the videos and how it's done it's how Stanford School of design basically it's where all the you ever wonder why all these startups kind of silicon valley most of them have gone through that course on how to design <laughs> and how to go to market <laughs> strategy for a business so you can do that online um, you can you can offer as a service to your clients um it's really thinking about like particular service or products how to get to market what are the considerations but it also visually maps out what the considerations are on a business model. Yeah. So the thing that kills businesses is cash flow and more overly yeah. cash flow timing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's the relationship between payables and receivables ultimately. Yeah. yeah. And so inventory businesses are most common to go out of business mm. as they as they become successful in the customer's eyes because <laughs> their next inventory order will be more expensive if they're successful than their sales from the past six months. Wow. Right? Because they're like, holy crap, we've got all this demand. We've got to backfill it. it." Right? So you have to pay up front, pay your suppliers and your cash receipts aren't for another, you know, three months, six months, nine months after you've actually delivered the product and it's being built. So in the meantime, you've got that lag, right? So overheads. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Then you've got to run the business. So that's, that's why most, uh, you know, hit, you know, hit major walls and go under. And so the, uh, you know, it's very important to understand that business model mm. because if you don't understand that, you don't understand how it ticks. Yeah. You can't build a forecast, but you also are not going to understand why you have cash in the bank, but you might be showing a loss. You're not going to understand why you don't have cash in the bank and showing a profit. Yeah. Um, I think that's ca- And those things are really important. I, I think- And obviously, like, accountants, accountants help with that, but
0: back. still. That's, that's massive as well that you got that- Experience, but a lot of small business owners, that is something where they're, they're lacking and they need help with, they need some mentors, like you
1: said. So, mm. yeah. I think as well, you know, yeah. and from the, and oh, sorry, go having the mentors from the two different industries as well is mm. such a, that's a great idea because if you're talking to people in the industry, you're going to get stuck in, you know, in the things that have always happened. You're going to get stuck in the jargon that everyone talks about and great ideas that you think, but having someone external is going to keep you
2: customer focused yeah. um, because yeah. that's where the change Yeah, 100%. Goes. Yeah and look customers uh you know customers very much um you know they pay for your business right so they're yeah. the people you should be focusing on yeah. um and the last one uh have a goal of vision or something. yeah that's whatever it is that's great yeah own it live it that's what your goal is write it down yes yeah. yeah. um the reason why I say have a vision is is you expect your team as you build them to be super psyched about coming into work. Yeah. And, um, you know, going above and beyond. Yeah. Even wanting to buy you out of the business one day and wanting your job. Um, they need <laughs> to understand where the hell the company is going. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so if you can't communicate that to your team, they will see it as a job. So, you know, yeah. they will call on sick. They will do nine to five. They yeah. will do yeah. all the things. Because they know they're working towards something and that there's a mission and a goal and everyone's buying in and they love doing the customers and love what they do on a day-to-day basis whatever the industry it is um, yes. then you know you're gonna get the most out of them you're gonna be able to provide them a rewarding journey share them in the spoils all those yeah. sorts of things so I think clear, being clear and transparent with your team but also remember that and most people forget this your team is the best potential look uh, uh, You've just uh, you've just yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, but I mean for services particularly which is the majority of what we do here in ours, you know, like cleaning businesses, pool cleaning. Yeah. You, you, oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, guy, your actually. team is more likely to be able to borrow. Sorry man. That's mate. Right. let me let me just go make sure you realize that your team is is your best potential buyer. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. So okay. treat them treat them well and make sure they understand how that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I was actually thinking like Um, I want to know a bit more about you personally, like what characteristics (laughs) of yours, (laughs) what characteristics of yours have made you able to succeed in the ways that you have? I mean, are you thick skinned? (laughs) Do do you, are you like overly ambitious or are you realistic?
2: (laughs) Uh, Uh, I would would say, strongest traits, uh, I'm a really good jack of all trades yeah i think so i am definitely mastered none uh, at yeah. all to be honest I like you know whenever everyone talks about your superpower mm. mine is usually juggling multiple things like at um <laughs> no. and being able to context switch reasonably well uh, so yeah. i'd say that um me personally uh, i'm stubborn as hell um uh, <laughs> uh but i think moreover just that being back to this scenario i so also had like a cry yeah uh, break up as well at the same time that all that stuff. happened. My stepdad said Dad, so personally and so it was very much like Okay, my life sucks right now um, yeah. and just being uh, You know understanding that what made me happy uh, historically been I was gonna work with him join know that so I was gonna focus on that and uh, Since then it, the interesting thing is coming out of running and working a hell of a lot of hours for yeah. seven years trying to keep all this stuff off <laughs> um, uh, Is coming back and actually learning what a hobby is again it's yeah. so like all of a sudden I all of a sudden I wasn't working seven days a week, I wasn't doing ninety hours. So I was like, Oh shit. Um, okay, maybe I like playing basketball again or oh, I remembered I liked reading, yeah, you know, to relax or, you know, yoga or going to the gym or whatever it was, right? Like I had to kinda of relearn what a normal person looks like. And the interesting thing was that in my social circles, all my friends had you know, it was lovely, they'd all gotten, you know, engaged and married and had kids. Yeah. And so my whole life was very different from when I went in through this, let's call it Blackout period of my social life. Yeah, um, you know, all my mates were single, drinking and partying. Uh, you know, like <laughs> living in flats, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And now they're all like in houses with wives, uh, kids, and you know, husbands with like, my female friends. And yeah, it was it was amazing. Just a really different thing to come back to, if you like. Yeah, it's almost like dramatic. living in a twilight zone and coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Other things, uh, I don't know, I, I, apparently a superpower is probably being able to travel, get off a plane and go to meetings. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, particularly heading to the US. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know, I love seeing the world. That was an amazing experience. Um, what else is there? Uh, so a favorite sports, it's basketball. I grew up. Competing very poorly, but like know yeah, <laughs> oh poor next to the competition. But in basketball, I uh, sorry, in bodyboarding. Repetitive. So it's a it used to be a booger going out. Ah, not really, because like I played rugby as well. I played basketball, and things kind of get like when I'm not enjoying it anymore, and it's a hassle. Uh, I very much and you know, it's funny. My brain is probably the thing that likes being exercised the most. <laughs> my yeah, sport is sport is like great, right? Um, and I love i love hearing about you know people who are changing the world or building a business and employing people like i yeah. have genuine passion around that so it's been really cool sitting on advisory boards and, and you know that's the companies that i'm a shareholder in nice. and helping mm-hmm. them out you know, even if it's just anecdotally reviewing financials and business models you know as a shareholder for them all that sort of stuff it's been great and i i love I love that notion and it comes out of Silicon Valley and pay it forward. So yeah. Even yeah. if I'm not the right person, like I will say no to a lot of things because you know, there is nothing worse than over promising and undelivering. So yeah. if someone asks me to do something and I normally would, but I don't have the time, I'll say no. And it's purely because that if I'm not gonna be able to have time to do it, then I'm just gonna let you down, in which yeah. case you better off finding someone else. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think paying it for that's a, it is. I've heard that before, and it is it is good. You know, making sure you if, when people made time for you in the past, you should always make time for others. Once you get get mm. to a point, it's good. And how would yeah. you say
0: you deal with setbacks? Because um, obviously, you've had setbacks along the way, and, and you've had challenging moments. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's what a lot of small business people will come up against in their in their
2: life. So I think I think I think, I think that's what the vision. <laughs> statement yeah. comes in and, and you need to be determined that you're gonna succeed and, and in Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like I was hell bent on changing the accounting industry for the day but ultimately helping small business owners. And nothing so when you think it. about that and, and that's what drives you. Um also like there's a fear of failure. Like all entrepreneurs definitely. You know, anyone who runs a business is one doesn't want to don't want to F it up. Um, you know yeah. If i think about you know the software company now my family had put some of the early money in uh, yeah i put in money first but like along the journey and so yeah not that they ever put the burden on me necessarily but i yeah. come from a very wealthy background but like you know they they invested instead of buying shares in a listed companies or something right so it's mm-hmm. still a big 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 risk yeah. um, in backing me and so you know there's that whole onus of like these folks died. my Friends, my peers, and my family have backed me to build this company. There's no way I'm letting this sucker die. But I very much yeah. had like moments, literally yeah. breaking down on my in my brother's place, lives in Canberra, like on the grass and crying and going, "Oh right. and Yeah." So yeah, I am so scared that we're, oh yeah, I'm so scared we're not gonna be able to get this light, right. So like, there's massive highs. Um, I think the most important thing as well, but the most important thing I think is to stay humble and be focus on the goal. Um, people will, I don't know, it, it seems to work out as long as you're realistic and aware of where you sit. Um, so ego is one thing that kills businesses as well. Um, you know, let's look at McGraw yeah, as a listed company, right? Absolutely. That's an ego driven, it's an ego driven industry, but like, you know, they all, everyone thought they were going to get richer. Uh, you know, there was time with the turn in the market and everyone realizing that, yeah, the profits were they great. as soon as they lost the agents, they lost the bookings, lose the bookings. lose revenue. Yeah. So, um, it's, uh, um you know i think staying true to whatever it is that you set out to do um and and Maybe really just time <laughs> yeah and really trying to make sure that you've got the team around you so we are yeah. so lucky at uh, both companies so an interactive um i'm tiny bit more involved these days in terms of planning and plotting the future strategy. Mm-hmm. um but uh, both come, so there's a you know, weird and wonderful bunch there. Seriously, like you know, accounts are quirky people, right? We have uh, yeah. got a bunch of quirky people who are amazing what they do, who are who get along, famously, even though their interests are so polar opposite. Their yeah. backgrounds are all very different, right? But they're just good, good folks who communicate and, and enjoy a good time. Even yeah, that's yeah, you know, everyone says it was like bacon Fridays where they came in on Friday, <laughs> could break bacon based breakfast together. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of fun stuff that happens, right? Like, seriously, it's yeah. just, it's bizarre. Um, yeah. but you know, it works for them. Yeah, uh, and the, the software company even more so. I would say we're incredibly lucky to have such a smart and humble team. Yeah, you know, we we met with investors, and I'm like, we have a no asshole policy. I'm yeah. the only one who's allowed to be an asshole. <laughs> so if I'm the biggest asshole on the team, if I'm the only asshole on the team, then it's uh, you know, and obviously sometimes I have to be a prick and say we didn't meet target, yeah. this is fucked, and how are we gonna fix it. Um, but we always focus on like hypothesis delivery and, and how yeah. we improve things yeah. and how we can all work together to make things change. So you know, my job title is effectively CEO and janitor at practice <laughs> ignition. Um, there isn't anyone that doesn't do things right. Like if someone needs something done and we don't have someone to help or someone's away sick or someone, yeah, you know, family member passes away, like mm. it's like all hands on deck. Yeah. There is no notion of that's not my job. Yeah, and that's, that's probably it. the proudest thing I am of running a company is that there's no one who says a task is beneath them
0: that's yeah. really cool. No, that's uh, cool i would
2: much rather than be doing what they're employed to do but it just means that the company and the, the customers and the clients come first not your yeah. personal type yeah uh, that's just culture
0: and i think that's a huge part of yeah of what you've achieved is I mean, you can't do it by yourself so you've got to understand that um oh hell no yeah you've got to have the right team around you
2: and you yeah. have the right environment for them to succeed so i mean that's probably so, like so pers- yeah. My my one takeaway is my goal, and I think the goal of any CEO is to be the dumbest guy in the room. We'll
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that before. Um,
1: I think uh, I particularly like the the no assholes policy, and, and 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 sticking to that. Uh, Tim you're <laughs> out of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for an opportunity to use that on you Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, well, I think we've probably taken up uh, enough of your time tonight and we appreciate you coming on yeah and, when we uh, first t- started talking to you guy it was like
2: daylight now it's pitch black yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right just something that many takes to get some of my good takeaway points right I'm like <laughs> and I polished. oh no absolutely
0: like An amazing journey and like it was great just listening to it all because i I know you've probably shared that before we haven't um tuned into any of those particular webinars or anything or or uh, podcast episodes you've been on before but um yeah i mean what a a story and um yeah it's just uh, it actually is it's inspired me a bit (laughs) so it's cool thanks for your
1: time oh (laughs) guys (laughs) <laughs> I also don't know if you noticed on the board behind us, we, we, we like to do this for everyone that comes in. It says, uh, guys, we won on the podcast and uh, lucky for you, you you're, you're, on the, you're on the list, the bottom of the list <laughs> But, uh, but did you just add that just before I signed on? Was that- <laughs> yeah, got, uh, good, good guy Sebastian, Guy Pierce, Guy Ritchie, Guy from Galaxy Quest, and then uh, Guy Pearson all the way down the bottom there.
2: <laughs> oh, you dick. I love it. I love it. Yeah, who's the awesome, awesome guys. guys. <laughs> That's Awesome yeah, guys yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks guys. You just crushed my Perfect um, <laughs> yeah. No, look, it's. I do have to chat. I've got to jump on another call. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, thanks nice. so much for having me on the on the. Um, podcast i love the working title yeah and uh I mean, if i can, next, yeah. next
0: time we'll catch up in person and uh have, have a of beers. beers that'd be <laughs> awesome
2: perfect uh, all right guys have a great evening thanks for listening y'all see ya okay. bye
1: so
0: that was in, that was pretty intense dan yeah that was a great chat we had uh had with guy just
1: then what a guy what a guy what a guy what, what a, a guy, very fun guy, guy. Uh I'm going to start a new segment here Tim and it's called Getting Real with Tim and Dan. <laughs> Getting real. <laughs> Getting real. Let's get real right now. Um I'm, I'm as real as Let's it get comes. I I I think he made some some pretty some gr- pretty good points there um both about you know um having a vision and a mission and moving forward with the business and and making decisions based on that because it's something that a lot of small businesses don't do. It really impressed me actually because
0: he took- So, he he did this basically uh, learning cycle through working in accounting firms. Yeah. And he got amazing exposure to several different businesses and the way they run and, and successful people. Like that story that he said about the guy who uh, had a $6 million tax bill. Yeah. <laughs> and thought it was going to be more. Yeah. Um, but what he did was something that not a lot of people do. He took that and then- Made it into his own destiny. He yeah. learned from it. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm going to start my own thing. And then I, I've set that up now. I'm happy I'm going to put the people in place that are going to do right in this company. Yeah. And then I'm going to go and pursue my, my creativeness, my yeah. ideas and test
1: hypotheses. Yeah. Was, oh, uh, as, was cool. as he said, he, he's going to set up the company. That helps his existing company <laughs> go it's better. Like he's gonna he's gonna make an improvement for his company by starting another company. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing. Like you don't, I wouldn't think of any accountant as doing anything like that. No, but but I think it also it also demonstrates the power of having an accountant. Yeah. that knows that stuff yeah. and, and can help and like it's a, you know, obviously we help small businesses every day that's that's yeah. why we that's our vision it's what
0: we live for I mean yeah. we have a passion it may be like not <laughs> quite yeah. guy's passion no it's ping pong <laughs> <laughs> he is so committed to what you just said there it's mm. Um, is like growing business, but, but helping people and, and changing things.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. What a driven guy. Yeah. And I, I think a, a, w- one of the key keys here is, um, you know, th- there's a bit of research these days and I think we'll get more into this probably when we talk about strategy with the series that we keep promoting that we've never done. Um, one of the key learnings here is, you know, there's a bit of evidence to say that a competitive advantage these days is, is being customer centric and, and having that relationship and focusing on that first yeah. and then finding your efficiencies later. Yeah. Um, you know, they call that downstream and upstream. So, you know, mm-hmm. downstream is at the end of the process, your actual relationship and selling with the customers. Yeah. And and that's kind of what he's done. He's kind of focused on them the entire way through yeah. and found solutions. And gaps for he, that. He finds solutions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought the mentor thing was a great idea.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, I, I mean, will he be was- your mentor. <laughs> <laughs> you just need two uh, more from uh, out of the accounting industry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, was, he was pretty lucky to have those sorts of people to mm. be his mentor. Mm. But I mean, it's not to say that there are people like that that aren't. CFOs of Unilever or Johnson & Johnson or yeah. whatever it was but yeah yeah I mean uh, yeah it was good at the end we got to touch more on his personal feelings towards how things went yeah it just shows shows how business minded he is and has had to be Mm. because that's mainly what he focused on for a lot of his story yeah there wasn't a lot of emotional in there
1: no and and he did kind of mention the end you know he went through really highs and really big lows but it was the vision that pushed him through the whole time and I think that is something to consider you know a lot of small businesses get to a hard point and they think this is not why I started a business it's so hard well why Uh, did you start a business exactly exactly. what was the reason and we've seen this we've seen you know people who get to a point that's hard and they decide you know what this isn't for me and yeah. they sell up or they leave um and and in some instances that's a good choice yes great um and it, deciding whether or not to continue is maybe a podcast episode we'll do in a, in a future episode but <laughs> uh but yeah uh, if you have that vision and if you have that mission of what you're trying to do then you know you can push through these boundaries and these mm-hmm. barriers to uh to end up with with the company that you want because,
0: I mean, we're all human, so, we all get emotional. Ew. And that was, I mean, I took, I took heaps away from that chat with Guy, um, thinking about asking him to be my mentor. Sorry, <laughs> you haven't made the cut there. But, um, oh, but well. yeah, I mean- Your loss. <laughs> when there are good things happening, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. I mean, you don't want ego. You don't want You don't want those sorts of pride yeah. problems getting in in the way. Yeah. But then, it, because he said, like he said, he was on, he was on the road six months of the year for three years, getting investors. Yeah. Imagine the sort of like, the sort of things he, the sort of groveling like moments he probably had going into those people, like yeah. that were just assholes to him
1: yeah and and most of the people that are listening to us are never going to go through funding you know no, the I small mean, business that you're probably setting out listening to us is not one that requires that but you are going to go through times when you think that you're the big on show and you get pulled down to earth and yeah. and you have to get through that and and it's just making sure that yeah you, you don't have that ego and you and you you really um You really grounded. And that's just a life lesson. Yeah. But then on the flip side- um, On the flip side.
0: Understanding your defeats. Mm. It's a bit like in Ping Pong, Dan. Mm. I have to cut away the emotion when you beat me. Yeah. And then really rerun what happened there. Yeah. And learn every- Learn as much as I can in that experience. And apply it to your next game. Because he had like three failed companies in that time and Mm. um, not failed but- they just didn't proceed. Didn't, yeah, it didn't continue. And yeah, I suppose. I mean, it didn't stop him at all. Yeah. He kept going with the, the dream of, of changing things and, yeah. and building something.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was really good chat and I hope everyone got a lot out of it. Um, yeah. We should probably end this, Tim, with a quick, uh, what's your other thing this week? I can start. You start. Yeah. Uh, my other thing this week is uh, during the week, or well, actually last week, right after we finished recording... Um, Tim, of course, did lose the ping pong um, the week. He won the grand final, but he lost the week. And I'd like to tell you how he won that grand final. Uh, What he did was he was so upset (laughs) that he lost on Thursday that he came into his office and spent God knows how long researching and watching videos on ping pong techniques. And he came into the grand final (laughs) with some uh, new tricks up his sleeve and he, he won uh, that one game he hasn't won since but um, <laughs> but he did win that one game that counted and yeah I just want to commend you Tim, for not having the ego or being ashamed of learning lessons from failures because you've had a lot of failures in the ping pong table lately. <laughs> So, that's my other thing this uh, week, Tim. Oh, Really? Um, well.
0: What's your other thing? Well, my other thing is uh, a nice conversation I had on Saturday night with a good friend of mine, ex-good friend of mine. Yeah. We had had a few drinks and we were um, letting each other know about our ping pong secrets. <laughs> that may be where <laughs> yeah, I got I the previous was... <laughs> bit of information from. <laughs> I thought it was safe territory to just speak my mind, and <laughs> give away my strategy. You never said off the record. But you know you what? You never said off the record. I probably can't really remember what you said your strategy was. But you, you remember exactly what my strategy is, all right? I do. So, I feel like that's unfair. And, uh, and my other thing is I had a good time on Saturday night and
1: I don't regret it.
0: But yeah. I will find new strategies. I may have to watch a few more videos before the grand final.
1: Tomorrow. Yeah, that's all right. That's, that's good. Um, I'm looking forward to some, some more competition. <laughs> So, uh, thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. And uh, we will see you next week for a big announcement. Oh, huge announcement. Huge announcement for what the podcast. It, what is it, Dan? you have to tune in next week. Oh, I want to know. Oh, don't we all, Tim? Is there a third member? No, there isn't. Is there uh, only one member? Or maybe getting a getting rid of you? Wait till next <laughs> week. And you will hear the biggest announcement... That Has ever come from this podcast. Really? The biggest announcement. It's huge. Like Donald, Donald it's huge. huge. Biggest announcement. Huge. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for that. Build a wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody. Uh, follow us on Twitter, 2 Drunk Podcast. Uh, find us on Facebook, 2 Drunk Accountants. Uh, send us an email if you've got a question, Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or uh, make sure you give us a. Uh, a follow or a like, a subscription, a comment, a rating, please, on Apple or wherever you find us because, yeah, it helps other people find us. Please like us. That's really what we're saying.
0: And uh, until next week, um, Heidi Ho,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tim is Ned Flanders. All right. <laughs> calculator. you later.